0: Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary
1: and I'm Dana Delval. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it.
0: And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism.
1: And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in.
0: that ended abruptly
1: (laughs) yeah you know it's a work in progress Uh, (laughs) good morning uh yesterday for my day job lana whiting who's a former guest of ours and a good friend of mine made us a opening for the arts partnership and i she said it wasn't so bad to do so i thought well i'm going to try one so that's what I worked on this morning. Um, needs a little transition fade out as opposed to just the fall off a cliff. But I like the idea of it. Uh, so good morning.
0: Good morning.
1: <laughs> Welcome to episode 360. 360. 360, Dr. Mary. That's a full circle, circle right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so mathy of me. Um, I I am shocked to be at 360 episodes. <clears throat> so uh, we're we're going to retell a story that we told early, early on. In fact, I think we told it for episode four. But amazingly, episode four does not exist anywhere on YouTube that I can find. Um, I probably could go back and find it on Facebook and download it. But um, I think it's a really important story, and it's actually one of the two or three reasons that we even started Daily Dose in the first place. So uh, I just wanna set it up a little bit for you. Um, We were out biking in May or June of 2020. So think back to where you were in May or June of 2020, unless you were in the medical profession or another frontline worker, you were probably largely working from home, sequestered at home, staying safe, wearing masks, all those things. Uh, And everything felt very uncertain. So Dr. Mary and I were out for a bike ride. And I looked over and his pocket was super lumpy, which it often is because Dr. Mary carries many, many things in his pockets. But this was particularly excessively lumpy. And I said to him, what is going on? with your pockets. And he said, I have my keys with me. And I said, why do you have your keys? We always bring my keys when we go bike riding because my keys have the bike lock on them. So I said, why in the world do you have your keys? And now I will transition over to you, Dr. Mary.
0: Well, it's a. I have to um, make a, take a step back here. So the reason, I had my keys is actually not a straight answer, which I gave the first time, which was a bit of a letdown. So
1: it really was. When
0: I first went to hospital um, with a um, with a nosebleed
1: in February of 2017,
0: they kept me in overnight. And then they said to Daniel, we've got to keep him in. Um, Then I had a bone biopsy. Um, they were. I was going to have a liver biopsy, but um, I, I apparently went into withdrawal and then um, had a psychotic break and ended up in a coma for a week, at which point Dana... Medically induced medically coma. Medically induced Let's, coma yeah. for a week, in which case Dana took some of my clothes home because they said, well, he's in the hospital. Um, so after I came out of the coma and about the, the, the time I spent in the hospital before I transferred to the um rehab rehab um i didn't have any jeans or pants with me so dana who was deathly ill with the flu this you know before the pandemic so it absolutely was the flu came in and just handed me a pair of pants and i put them on and then you know um she packed a bag for me and we went to rehab um i but i never had my keys and it kind of scared me because I just thought I I am effectively homeless. I don't have any way to get into my house. So if I wasn't allowed back into the house, I would have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And it kind of scared me. So I tend to bring my keys with me everywhere. So I have some place that I know I could get to.
1: So I never knew that story until May or June of 2020. Um, and I'm someone who prides myself on never having my keys with me. I hate carrying keys. They're lumpy and they're heavy. And I like the idea of knowing that my house is just open. And I, by my house, I don't mean this is my house. I, my house. And available and welcoming to me or to anyone else. So that's kind of always been a difference between us. But when he told me this story, it just broke my heart because I think what I didn't realize until that moment was that, this is gonna sound crazy, but I gave Maz kind of a one dimensional personality until that moment that he just went from being an alcoholic to being a person trying to get sober and then achieving sobriety. And I never considered what that six and a half week journey had been like for him. I knew what it had been like for me. And of the two of us, this will shock no one, I'm the more verbal. (laughs) I'm the more likely to express how I'm feeling, to work through things out loud, to, you know, demand that my emotions be taken attention of. Uh, But I had never, ever wondered how Maz felt about any of that. It had never dawned on me that he would have had complex emotions around it. That he would have been afraid, that he would have been sad and angry at all the things that I was he was too. And I never knew that. And I think I think that's really powerful. It was really powerful to me when you said it to me. Maybe everybody else thinks about the people in their lives who are struggling with anything as fully formed, complex human beings. Maybe it's just me that didn't. I'm perfectly willing to accept that. But I don't think so. I think it's easy to classify an addict as just he's a drunk. She's a gambler. He's a sex addict. However you want to talk about it, they're this, they're that. Um, But that's not all that they are. And it's not all that they feel or think. And I just never knew that. Yeah, I think it's an incredible story. So if you're the person who um, is on the other side of addiction, in terms of like you have a spouse or a child or a parent or whoever in your life is struggling with the addiction, think about that fear. Think about the fear of thinking to yourself, I have nowhere to go. I've never felt that way. Have you ever felt it any other time?
0: Just once and you were very One of the things about Dana that I think you may have worked out by now is that um not being um coy or anything but she does know kind of everything. <laughs> she's a she's a very poor at math and science she's a very accomplished professional woman a fantastic mother and those two combinations alone are quite dangerous so here's what the point of this ramble is um we went to england and my brother-in-law was picking me up because dana said we're not hiring a car let's try not hiring a car so we tried to not hire a car and it was awesome because we saved about a thousand dollars and we got the train from Heathrow Airport into Paddington, and then out to Slough, which is the nearest big town to Windsor. And my brother-in-law picked me up. But when we were there waiting for Chris, because he said, "Oh my God, I got you, you early. I got I can't stop work at three 30. I said, "That's yeah. fine. We're going. We'll just go across the street, grab a coffee. It's great. All right, it is Slough, but stay focused, please." Um, and there was this um, alcoholic homeless guy that was just wandering around talking to me, and it just really messed with me because i thought that could be me and i was really struggling with it and then dana put her arm around me and said you know that would never have been you so yeah that's the only other time i thought about that but it is Mm -hmm. the 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 idea of having nowhere to go with actually or nowhere to be Without the ability to find somewhere where you can feel safe. That was kind of scary to me. So I have my keys with me all the time. Um, Dana would love me to get um,
1: a man purse. man
0: purse. I didn't want to use that phrase. I don't know what else. But a friend of ours, Ernest Lamb, who um, is now in New York, being the vice president of which university? Who cares? But he has a man purse. (laughs) So I, you know, I toyed with that. I almost saw one actually um, out in Western North you did Dakota. Did see one? You just almost bought it. I almost bought it. So I might, I might be transitioning to, <laughs> to the man purse. They're very chic. Uh, They're very yeah. European. They are apparently. Yes. But no, no, no joking aside. That's just it's just why, how I deal with the fact that I will never feel that scared and lonely again is I just carry my keys with me all the time. Yeah. And I mean all the time. I actually have been known to put them in my pocket to take the trash a hundred <laughs> feet down to the start of the driveway.
1: Yes, yes, he's not kidding all the time.
0: Um, there's, if there's anyone watching this with any medical and psychological training, they're probably going, "Oh, make a note there, weirdo."
1: I think, I think it's really telling about. I'm I'm not sure what, but the fact that you take them to the end of the driveway. And I would go around the world without them. And i uh, that's not me saying, oh, I'm so much better than you are. It's just telling of something. I think maybe mm-hmm. I've never questioned that I have a place. And I think you often have without necessarily yeah, knowing and I it. I
0: think that could be it. I mean, you put it this way. You know, I was, I used to be an Irish citizen, but I was born and grew up in England. So there were some people that said, well, you're not really Irish, are you? And there was Irish people that said, well, you know, the same thing or you're not English or you're not Irish. So I became an American thinking, oh, that's, this will seal the deal. But of course, you're not really an American until you actually think completely like an American. So. Yeah.
1: So don't spend any more time trying to do that, please. Uh, my mother has a few comments. <laughs> the reason you didn't know about him and what he was going through is that we, as in she and I, talk about every whim and thought we have and if someone else internalizes their thoughts we think they don't have them we could change that as you're talking about yes we could change that that would be good for us and then you all know my mother calls maz wally long story i don't think wally can move to a man purse i just don't one of your brothers has one and we giggle about it all the time well he's kind of european like um yeah well he's married to a french woman yeah I mean, I'm assuming that's the one that has it. It seems likely it would not be the other
0: one. Um, well, his three children probably would have stolen it from <laughs> they might have. or put dog treats in it so uh, so
1: I guess the point is just, um, you know, be welcoming if you have someone in your life and be considerate of their complex complexity, even if they seem very, very simplistic in the way they're moving through the world. Sometimes I hear these stories and I think, well, what if I had been able to talk about that with him while he was drinking? What if I had been able to be kind and quiet and really listen? Could you have even articulated that and would it have made a difference? Because I think the same way we've heard from guests over and over and over again, that they took that first drink at 12, 13, 14 years old, and they finally felt like they fit in, they belonged. I I think this is part of all of that feeling like they don't belong, like they they aren't in the right place, or that Mm. they don't have a purpose and place to be. Uh, So what if I had been able to just... Be kinder and quieter and listen to this. And would you have even been able to articulate it? And would it have made a difference?
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you could could tie yourself in a knot with the what ifs. So there are some aspects of life where you think, you know what? It's just time to move forward. The past is the past. You learn from it, but then you learn to let it go. Learn from it and move on. Don't dwell in it.
1: I hardly ever comment on his lumpy pockets anymore.
0: What did I get <laughs> for Christmas? I don't know. You bought me a pair of. I wanted a pair. Oh, of...
1: right. That was two Christmases ago. Was it? No. I
0: one. don't know. It anyway, doesn't matter. I, I, I wanted a pair. I was telling Dana I was going to get combat pants. Cargo this, pants. They've got the side pockets. So Dana got me a slim fit pair, which looked good. And then I loaded <laughs> up the pockets and then realized uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs>
1: it was preposterous so the pants went back
0: very well played reserve reverse psychology from the person who does actually pretty much know everything <laughs> in a very good way i'm not mm-hmm. this is a compliment yeah. i yeah. want everyone to know that
1: well okay so uh, i forgot to say at the beginning we decided not to have a guest on today because we have an announcement to make so i um am gonna show you this announcement you. i know it's so exciting <laughs> Also an abrupt ending. That's very.
0: (laughs) we got to work on the fade out. I know.
1: I don't know how to do that. I felt pretty accomplished doing the two things I did do this morning. We're taking another summer hiatus. If you're listening to this
0: on a podcast, that's not going to make any sense to you whatsoever.
1: No, but you will have heard the abrupt ending of the music. We're taking a summer hiatus. We did it last year. That's when we transitioned from five days a week to two days a week when we came back in September. We're taking the month of August and the first part of September off again because... Um, it's important to take breaks. It's important to invest in self-care. It's important to step away from things. Even when they're going well, take the time to reflect, take the time to think through what do we want to do next? How do we want to keep going? Do we want to keep going? Um, All those kinds of things. And quite frankly, my own work is amping up pretty substantially. And so I need this time to commit to that and you need this time to get your feet underneath you as chair of your department yeah
0: first semester as chair i've got a lot of stuff to get through this at the end of august so this is going to be beneficial all around for the two of us so
1: um we will not be live until tuesday september 6th we will not be sending out a newsletter uh you can sign up for the newsletter and then plan to get it the eighth ninth and 10th of September will be the first one that goes out. Um, But until then, enjoy the rest of your summer and um, be safe. If you're concerned about some sort of potential addiction in your life, be proactive. I think that maybe you could agree with this. If you'd gone in for help when you first started, Having some concerns. Oh God, yes. Might have been a very different journey. I, I've
0: said this before. I, in the five years, well, in the over five, well, nearly five and a half years, I've been going to AA meetings. I have only ever seen two people just walk in and ask for help, which is probably two of the most courageous things I've ever personally seen in my entire life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So don't wait. Till you have a nosebleed that almost kills you or a marriage that ends or a job that gets you fired or an accident that kills someone. Don't wait for that. Get the help you need. If you need it, August is the perfect time to do that. You know, you can go back and watch all of our episodes on YouTube um, if you want some inspiration. But stay safe. Have a great August.
0: Take care of yourselves.
1: And we'll see you.
0: Yeah,
1: we'll see you September. Sixth. until then bye bye thanks so much for tuning in to daily dose of Dr. Mary and DD if you enjoyed the content and want to learn more head over to Facebook to daily dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at d-a-y-n-a at d-a-y-n-a-d-e-l-v-a-l.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.